Hello and welcome to the Music Survival Guide, the independent musician's guide on how to survive in the music industry. My name is Phil, a mixing and mastering engineer with Vortis Sound Studios, and I am joined by... Hello, my name is Joe Sage. I'm a producer and mix engineer at Nevis Audio. How you doing, mate? Warm. <laughs> Feeling happy. Ha, ha. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's it's been 34 degrees here today. No, thank you. Melty, melty. See, everyone <laughs> mocks the north, but then when it comes to a heat wave... Is, is, isn't it humid up there? Shh. Shh. <laughs> How are you, Joe? Warm, by any chance? Yep. I think this is the first podcast we've done that I've recorded it in shorts. I will... Oh. There you go. Oh. Cheeky bit of knee. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry for the listener at home. You <laughs> deprived deprived of that sweet view. Um, yeah. We haven't so, spoken in a while, have we? Yeah. It's been about a month because um, Joe's been... You've been traveling the country. Yeah, I've been. I had a few emails. People thinking I was on holiday. I was like, "Did you?" Oh. Yeah, very much the opposite. Uh, Sunning it up. <laughs> but I, um, yeah, I've been producing every day <laughs> for what thirty-two days. I think I counted. That's pretty intense. Pretty yeah. intense. So I spent the weekend in a beer garden. That's all that needs to be said. <laughs> but you're good. You're you're still alive. What have you been up to, mate? surviving mostly <laughs> um launching the group mm. if you're uh, oh early plug we have a facebook community called the uh, music survival guide community really imaginative name <laughs> um if you want to join come and join um it's a place for musicians and people to chat and meet and discuss the music industry yeah like me and phil are pretty active within it so yeah. if you've ever got any questions or you want to reach out or you want to plug stuff or, I mean, we've got all kinds in there. We've got band managers, master and engineers, the, the full works. So if you've got a question, it's probably the best place to put it. As they said in an old quiz show, come on down. <laughs> we're so we're so Gen Z. We're so Gen Z. <laughs> I don't know what show that was. Anyway, <laughs> Joe, what are we uh, talking about this week? So I think this week we're going to go on from a bit of a follow-on from the uh, mini episode I did last week, which was all about Daniel Ek's statement from the... Uh, I think it was in an interview he did. Mm. I initially thought it was a Spotify like AGM, but no, it was just in a, in a printed magazine. So for those that uh, didn't catch it, his statement was, you can't record music once every three to four years and think that's going to be enough. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> so I think like I'll briefly summarize if you missed the last episode that I think a lot of people struggled with it because it was a man reported to be worth several billion telling people who <laughs> don't, you know, don't make that much money, they make a few pennies, maybe a few pounds if they get a few thousand streams saying, "Come on, do do more stuff." I think uh Crosby, <laughs> David Crosby from Crosby, Stills and Nash fame, said uh, it was, you know, the the leech complaining that the that the body doesn't make enough blood. So I think that there's been a fair backlash to that statement. Yes. Con- controversial might be a way mm. to cover it. Um, so we just wanted to chat, I guess, about Spotify and streaming in general and where does it fit into the music industry? Does it help? Does it harm? Just kind of a general conversation really 
Yeah. I think like the the overwhelming thing is I think there's quite a large irony, and again I said this last week, in almost a community wide complaint about Spotify's uh payment scheme. Hmm. And don't get me wrong, I completely agree with it. I don't think they pay enough. But I do think there is an irony in everyone complaining about it, but then still putting their stuff on there. It's a bit turkey's, hmm. you know, voting for Christmas in that sense. You, you do get the feeling that I'm aware that Spotify is a fairly dominant player in the market, you might say. But mm-hmm. if enough people are annoyed with it, the solution in a capitalist society is to go find an alternative. Mm-hmm. To go and, if everyone gets behind an alternative to Spotify, whether that company exists or not at the moment, then that might go some way to helping the problem. But people are still sticking with Spotify as their main streaming platform. Yeah, I think there's, there's two different categories, really. You've got Spotify as a consumer... So on the surface of things, if you tell me, you know, what is it, £5, like a student version? Uh, That's like the subscription. £5 to £10, regardless of what it is, because I imagine it's going to change if you're listening to this in like a few months. To get unfettered access to pretty much, what, 99% of music in the world? Hmm. That is a great deal. On the surface, that really can't be argued with. If you said that to people in 1990, well, no, that was a bad era because that was Napster and all that jazz, wasn't it? No, no, that's 10 years before Napster. (sighs) Napster was like 2000s. We're getting everything's in the past to me now. It's all. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so, okay. And if you said that to people in 1970, Mm. they would have gone, what What is this? Um, so it, it's, it's a great idea. And I, for me, that means I don't think it's going to go anywhere because you've still got people driving it. But on the, other, on the flip side of it, you've got people who are saying, well, I don't earn that much money. And then I ask the question, I go, okay, what are you going to do about it? And they go, well, we can't do anything about it. We're just mm. going to stay here. And I'm not saying that you leaving will make a massive deal because it is a drop in the ocean if you consider the vast catalogue of stuff that's on there. And Spotify probably makes most of its revenue from like the uber high high ticket artists that get billions of streams. But what I am saying is if you're not happy with the revenue that you're making, I think it's, it's well worth exploring other ways of monetizing your music yeah. that isn't Spotify. And there are loads of different ways of doing it nowadays. You're not limited. So the the first thing that comes to mind, because so many people within the genres, or so many bands within the genres that I work in use it, Bandcamp mm-hmm. is a really obvious way to go because you, people can buy the album and buy it from you. And at the moment, Bandcamp are making themselves look very good, um, I will say, by having the occasional days where you can get the music without paying Bandcamp themselves. It just all goes to the artist. So that immediately is another alternative option. But if you want to be on Spotify, but 
you want to sort of how do I put it? You want to make some money. Um, you, there's nothing to stop using Bandcamp and Spotify. It depends on where on your social media channels you are directing people. So mm-hmm. if you're directing them to Spotify as a first instance, and you're saying I'm not making enough money from Spotify, then why are you directing them there? Why would you not direct them to somewhere like Bandcamp, where you might have a chance of making some more money from um, your fans? Okay, but here's my issue with that solution. And I get it from the point of a producer and people who are into music, but I'm going to go from like the average consumer that listens to stuff like Spotify. The average Joe. Average, don't use that. Average <laughs> Phil. Oh. Your average, so your average <laughs> Phil. <laughs> your average Phil will um, listen, will say, you know, there's this great new band, they're, they've got their music and it's on Bandcamp. Do you not think they'll go on Spotify to see if it's on there as well? Possibly. It depends. I think a lot of people do. Spotify, I think, is probably one of the biggest search engines for music. Mm. I feel like I personally, you know, I've done it and I know countless other people do. If you were to give me a band now, the first thing I would do is get Spotify up and search for it. Fair. And find it. So... What I would say is, I think, especially for Bandcamp, and I think we'll come on to other things as well, there has to be an element of exclusivity. Mm -hmm. So I would say if you can offer things that people can't get on Spotify, you've got to give people a reason to pay it. If there's an option for a free thing or the exact same thing where they pay you, they're going to take the free thing. To them, it doesn't matter because they don't have to, you know, look at you in the face and go, I'm taking this for free. They get to do it anonymously behind Spotify. So I would say if you can offer something that, say, isn't on Spotify on Bandcamp, Mm. then I think you're much more likely to make some money from it. So that could be anything from uh, original releases that didn't make it on Bandcamp. I've heard alternative mixes, uh, alternative masters, remixes, guest features, all these kind of things. Like the last thing I bought was, uh, I'm going to get slated for butchering his name, but Mark Littieri, who's the snarky puppy uh, guitarist, he put a solo EP out. And then on Bandcamp, on one of those days, you know, where it was, uh, you the artist gets the full rights rather than Bandcamp. Um, he did an orchestral version. Ooh. So... That was the only place I could go get it. Mm. What's the first thing I did? I went, I paid a pound. Absolutely no thought process that went into it. If it was on Spotify, would I have paid a pound? I'm not sure I would have. That's an interesting point. I, I do take your, take your <laughs> points, should I say. To play devil's advocate mm-hmm. for a minute, those people who are openly complaining about the amount of money you do or don't get from Spotify. Is it better earning a tiny amount than nothing at all? So the the thing about Spotify that I think everyone nowadays forgets is that what it was a solution for was for the Napster thing, for the downloads and for the, the free unfettered access to music that sort of the internet essentially brought with free downloads that people put up. And Spotify looked at this and went, well, this wouldn't be a problem. And and we can pay some artists money. Mm-hmm. 
if you do, you know, a mixture of subscription and advertising and a, a mixture of things. And to give Spotify credit, it did pretty much kill off that sort of free downloads thing that lots of people did. So it, that's that's just a a slightly radical argument to put out, perhaps. Yeah. And I would extend that even further, though. And I would put Spotify in the position that Napster was and, say, put things like Bandcamp and Patreon in mm. the, the new forms of way of m making revenue. Because I think, what is it now? It's something daft that per stream, 0. 0.00034 cents. Something like that. It's something ridiculous. So what I would say is, obviously as daft as it sounds a pound or a dollar or whatever you want to put it is a reasonable commitment it's mm. not something that people would spend on a whim i'll spend it on a whim for an artist i really love but if you're listening to this podcast you're probably an emerging artist you're a brand new artist you're going to struggle to get a fan base to all part with their cash for that but what i would say make it 20p Make it 25p. Make it a figure that is so throwaway, they'd put that change in a charity pot on the way out yeah. if, say, someone handed it to them. Because for that one person to stream your music enough for you to make a penny, I'm not sure they would do it that many times. They'd have to listen mm. to it tens and tens and tens of times. So if you can get people to pay, say, 20p, it's going to be a lot more than you're going to make on Spotify. Is it going to be enough to make a living from it? I'm not sure. But like you say, it's better to make something, something than practically nothing. If you can tap into a market where people are paying a subscription fee, I mean, how many? it's the old adage, how many people do you know that have paid for a gym membership? <laughs> They're paying 30 pounds, 30, 40, 50 pounds a month. And they don't go. So if you can get, tap into your fans to pay you 20p or even a dollar or a pound. Mm. So yeah, there are things such as like Scary Pockets, which is the same people who make uh, all the Pumple Moose stuff. So they've tapped into that market really well where you pay a Patreon and you get loads of exclusive stuff. Mm. Does it mean that you don't put your regular stuff up on Spotify? I'm not sure because I mean, if you look at the model that uh, Scary Pockets are doing, they put some stuff up for free, and then you get an uh, element of exclusivity if you're a subscriber. Whether that is new stuff or early access stuff, I mm. think is a really important thing. So, if you were to turn around to your fan base, if you've got a, you know a loyal fan base of a few hundred people, and you turn around to them and you go, "Hey, right." It's coming out in, on Spotify in October or for 50p, you get it in August. Yes, I think that's really key. Um, exclusivity, like, an early access type model, I think is a really, really clever way to go. So Joe's right. If you have, say, 100 dedicated people, who really like your music and would be willing to go into a Patreon style thing, if it was an incredibly nominal fee, like, please can we have 50p a month? That could, what would that add up to? <laughs> 100 people, 50 quid. Yeah, and I totally agree with that. I think 
there's so much to be said for doing vinyl. Mm. I think just even amongst friends and family, it, there's just something really cool about having a vinyl thing. And it's, you know, I've, if my friends did a record and they released it on vinyl, I'd, I'd get it. it. It's a cool yeah. thing to have. Um, especially the element of exclusivity. If you say, you know, oh, the vinyl's got like one extra track on it that you can't hear anywhere else, you, you're funneling people away from Spotify where if you want to start making some serious revenues, what you need to do. Mm. Um, another, I'm just throwing out potential sources of income here as ideas. Another potential source of income, and I say this with great trepidation, aware of the current situation, aware of what is and isn't allowed, certainly in the UK, is gigging. <laughs> mm. I, I, I'm, you know, I'm saying this in full conscious awareness of the situation that 99% of bands can't gig, maybe can do it outside. I've seen some very innovative outside gigs um, start to happen. But a lot of bands make their hard cash, as it were, from touring. And it does take time to build up enough of a fan base where you can go around and tour kind of from place to place and actually make some money to earn a living. But that is definitely a route worth exploring. If you are not gigging much in quote-unquote normal times, then very much consider expanding your gigging opportunities and gig more. Yeah, I'm going to caveat that by saying I totally agree. And in an ideal world, that would be great. But I think we're still at the moment, which is you know, August 2020, I still feel like we're a really long way off from getting that kind of scene back, especially to make revenue. So... It's a really difficult pill to swallow. But if you're not going to make revenue from touring, then this kind of stuff where figuring out how to make money from your releases and from streaming, exclusivity, physicals, etc., mm. is now more important than ever. It really is. Because you can sit there and go, and you know, it is awful. And we all have moments where we go, oh God, this is, you know, the worst. We were planning on doing X, Y, and Z. But that doesn't change anything. And those that will have success with this will go, well, that's an awful situation and it's not ideal, but let's find new ways of doing things. And I think that's kind of the take-home message that really I think of this entire podcast of like, yeah, you know, in an ideal world, Spotify would pay everyone enough to kind of make more records and, you know, mm. quit their jobs and all that. But, but they don't. So you need to figure out other ways around it. And it's the same with, yeah, it'd be great if you could make loads of money off touring and gigs, but they're not happening. So you need to find other ways around it. So that again, that's why I think figuring out multiple sources of income, and especially if you can get a subscription model, is, is mm. more important than it ever has been. Okay, Joe, I have an alternative for you. Go on. To gigs right now. Mm -hmm. Live streaming. But the kind of live streaming where people can donate money. Because I've seen bands do that. You can do it on places like Twitch and there's all sorts of places. And it could be an alternative, certainly for bands with their bigger fan base. I raise you that idea, but it's on a Patreon that only if you subscribe, you get access to that live stream. Snap. <laughs> <laughs>
it's a, it's a cool idea, but I think if you leave people to donate, I feel like you're going to get very few who do. Whereas if you go, well, here's this exclusive thing, mm. and if you want to be part of the club, then you've got this really nominal entry fee that really you're not going to notice going from from your bank balance because it's so minuscule, but you get all these other cool things, then I think you're onto a winner. Basically, I think what we're saying is try a subscription model. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or just or just try something different. Yes. There's something about if you're on Spotify and, you know, I see these posts all the time. I'm sure Phil does. I'm sure there's God knows how many of people going, Spotify only pays um, X amount of, you know, money per stream. Well, what are you going to do about it? Because if you sign a petition... The Spotify aren't going to change. They're a successful multi-billion pound corporation. They're not going to mm. turn around and go, oh, right, you are. Yep, here's your money. They could in the future because you're playing in their sand pit. They could just turn around and go, well, yeah, you're not making any money now. Are yeah. you going to leave then? So I think you need to kind of, instead of sitting there going, oh, it's awful, which, you know, it's obviously not ideal. Try some other things around it. What's the worst that could happen? If, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. If it does, amazing. You've got a new source of revenue. Quit your job, come on the podcast and tell us how you did it. Yes, please. We'd love to hear success stories. Yeah. Um, I think that's the thing. Um, the music industry is actually quite a conservative place, especially mm. in terms of artists, in terms of like trying things. A lot of bands, and, and I'm, not, I'm not saying this to be mean, I'm not saying this to be horrible. I just think it's, true um a lot of bands will look at what other bands are doing or have done and go oh well let's do that let's you know start gigging put out an album once a year all, all these kinds of things and you know the the world is changing mm-hmm. <laughs> to to sound dramatic for a moment and if you can as a band innovate and find something new then that could be your success story the thing that people try and do that because you've done it, that it worked. And you just need to try these things. And the only way you're going to know if it works or not is to do it, basically. Yeah, it's a tale as old as time. You know, you get bands that go, well, Deep Purple didn't do, like, Spotify and have to do all these, like, subscription <laughs> models. They were just a rock band and they got signed and they did that. And it's like, that's cool. But then new people came along and they found different ways of doing it. Like Phil mentioned before, there was Napster. How did they combat that? Spotify. They didn't just go, oh, well, Napster's this thing that a lot of people dislike. Guess we're going to have to live with that now. Mm. So it's like the same, I think, is going to happen with streaming where people go, hang about, this doesn't make me much money. You can either sit there and go, this doesn't make me much money and do a Facebook post about it. Or you can go, right, I'm actually going to try, stick my neck above the parapet a little bit and go, let's try and innovate. Let's try and do something different. So that was um, a bit of a rambly chat that Joe and I have just engaged in about Spotify and the music industry as a whole. Um, That was pretty all-encompassing, actually. It's more than I thought it would be. But hopefully it's inspired you. I think that's what we're trying to do, and challenge and inspire you to, to try some stuff and see what sticks. Yeah, and I think that's also why we've set up the community. Yes. So... If you've got any questions about this kind of stuff, or you think both me and Phil are idiots, or we're idiots individually, feel free to post the abuse in the community, and uh, we'll respond to it. 
<laughs> accordingly. Um, but yeah, we'd love to see people in and around the community and using it for what it's there for, really. Yeah. So we'll leave a link to that in the show notes as well. It will be there. Amazing. So until next time, it's uh, it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from him. 